Hey love, in today's episode with my friend Aubrey Malik, we are talking about how can you pivot from whatever it is that you're doing now, whether you're selling on Etsy or on Amazon, you have your Shopify, and maybe your heart's just not in it anymore. And you want to make a change, but you still have bills to pay and you still have responsibilities, financial responsibilities, right? Like life goes on. But how can you take those skills that you have learned from selling on Etsy, from selling on Amazon, from having your own business and turn them into something else? So I'm super excited for you to dig in into this episode, for you to see the possibilities and also for you to see that you don't have to stay stuck in in this business if your heart's not in it anymore. You know, it's okay for you to change your mind. It's okay for you to evolve. It's okay for you to just let something go, you know? So I am super excited for you to dig into this episode, for you to really see all the possibilities out there and for you to get your wheels turning. And I really hope you enjoy it. Oh my God, ladies, you're in for such a treat today. I am so excited to have Aubrey Malik on the show. Aubrey, please tell us who you are and what you do. Thank you so much. Okay. I always say this whenever I do a podcast interview, I'm like, I'm going to give you the cliff notes version of my story. And then we're here for like 10 minutes. So just buckle up baby, because it's going to be, <laughs> I'll take you, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to take some pieces out, but my, my journey started out three years ago. I was an elementary teacher and I really loved what I did as a teacher, but I had a young son at home. I was pregnant and my dream job was always to be a mom. Like if anybody asked me, I just wanted to be a mom. I mean, I, I knew I was great at being a mom, but I also knew like I enjoyed working and I needed financially to bring home an income. And I had tried a bunch of different things to bring money into our family. I was tutoring kids after school. I was joining a few different network marketing companies. I was teaching kids English online at like three and 4 a.m. Like I was doing it all. I had tried a lot of things. And I'm a really hard worker and I can usually make things work, but nothing was really consistently bringing money in. And it was right before I was two months before my second son was born. And I was doing deep dive searches in the middle of the night because I had pregnancy insomnia. And I finally saw someone say like, be a virtual assistant and what it was. And I was like, I've never heard of this before. And once that happened, I was like, okay, this seems interesting. Like it's piqued my interest. I feel like I could do it. And so I really just kind of dove head first. And I created a lofty goal for myself that like when my second son was born, I didn't want to have to go back to my teaching job. I didn't want to say, oh, I only have this many weeks of maternity leave. I wanted to be like, I'm done. I'm done after this. And I always said to myself too, after my kids are in school, I'll go back to teaching because I loved it. Now that my thoughts on that are different, but (laughs) (laughs) I grew my, my business. I replaced my teaching income. Everything was, was going great, but I did feel that pull that, you know, I was missing that part of me, which was teaching. And so after investing in a lot of coaches and, you know, starting a podcast and trying to figure out what it was that I was supposed to do with my, myself now that I was home and had this business and learn this online world, I started teaching women how to start and grow their own virtual assistant businesses because that's what I had done. And I had a lot of people coming to me and saying like, I've been doing this for a while and it's not picking up. And then I had people saying, well, I want to do what you did too. So creating a course and programs and podcasts around that. And that's what I do now. I teach mainly moms and teachers. I, just because I have that teaching background, I have a lot of teachers. If I'm your teacher listening, I'm sure that things have been rough for you the past, how many years that we've been in this pandemic. So it feels like 10 years. I don't know. Right. It does. So a lot of teachers are just looking for an alternative, which is hard for teachers too, because they go into it, not for the money clearly, but they go into it because they have a heart for teaching. 
but I also am a big advocate of letting people know that no matter what, what profession you're in, if you know, you're a couple of years in or however many years in, and you decide that it's no longer a fit for you based on whatever season you are in your life, whatever you're going through your mental health, whatever it is, it's okay to make that shift. It doesn't make you a terrible person. It doesn't, you know, I've had people, people who are like, Oh, you're heartless because you, you shouldn't have gone into it for the money. And it's never been about the money, but it's just around. We were talking before we pressed record that like life is really short and I want to live a life that truly brings me happiness in all areas of my life, not just in one area, not just happy at home or happy in my job. I want to have harmony in all areas. And that's what I truly feel like I found because I've created, I've used my gifts and talents to create a quote unquote job. Because again, I, I know this is my job, but I don't ever feel like it's my job that really allows me to keep those core values of what I want my life to look like at the forefront too. So I think I did pretty good on that intro. That was not, that was not as long as I usually do. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, I love hearing the stories, especially all that you went through, all the knowledge that you have accumulated over the years. And now you get to give back and still do what you're good at, which is teaching, you know, so you still get to do that and make an impact. And it may not be on the kids directly, but it's their moms, which is mm-hmm. just as important. So oh, that's amazing. Sure. Yeah. So Aubrey, tell me something. Let's say I have a mom in my audience right now and she's been selling on Etsy or Amazon, but maybe her heart is not in it anymore, but she has learned so much. She has learned Pinterest. She has learned SEO. She has learned how to write sales copy. She has learned how to take pictures. I mean, this woman is doing it all. Let's say she's like, you know what? I don't know if I'm feeling this anymore. What are the things that she can do with those skills and turn that into like a virtual assistant job? Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the great things I think too, even like for me, you know, in my business, because I've been on the other side of it now that I'm kind of growing my own business and putting before it was like, I was working with clients and helping their businesses grow, which I'm still super passionate about. I still have clients that I love that are near and dear to my heart that I want their businesses to grow too. But now that I'm on the other side of it, it's like, okay, now I'm growing my own business. I have learned so much along the way that I have this knowledge, but I think too, it's also recognizing for me as the business owner growing my business that I don't need to do everything. And there are parts of my business that don't require me. And those are things that I look to outsource. So thinking about, you know, what is it in your business right now that you have um, that you're currently doing in e-commerce or Etsy that you absolutely love that it's like the first thing when you get up to do that new listing or whatever it is, what's that first thing that you're like, I got to do this because I love it. And you, you, it lights you up. And then you, you, there's other things, you know, that you probably have to do to create the listing or to grow the business or to do the marketing, but you're like, nah, maybe that's Pinterest for you. Maybe you're like, I don't really love Pinterest. So I would want you to think about what is that task or that project or that piece of your business right now that really lights you up that you get excited about doing. And I would think about, okay, if I was offering this to a client, what would that package look like? What would they be looking for? Um, Because I think sometimes, especially when we know how to do a lot of things, we think we have to offer all of those things. And the best part about it is it's your business. So you don't, if you don't enjoy something, if you don't love doing it, don't offer that, even though you know how to do it, because what ends up happening is you're going to be like, Oh, I got to go do this for this client. And then you're like dragging as opposed to the thing that you're like, I can do this in my sleep. I love it so much. Like it's come so naturally for me. I mean, I think the other piece of that too, is we think sometimes that, oh, if it comes so naturally and easy for me, who would want to pay me for this? But we have to shift that because it's not necessarily, I can do a lot of things with my business. I know how to do a lot of things because I have that background, but I don't need to do everything because 
it's not the best use of my time. If I'm away from my kids working with my kids are my number one, my family's my number one. If I'm away from them, I want it to be things that really require me in my business, you know, which is recording my podcast. Nobody else can do that for me. It's going live in my Facebook communities. It's doing my group coaching calls. Like those are things that require me. So I need to carve out time for that. All the other stuff, somebody else can handle that. And they probably can do it better than me. And then I get to keep my core values of why I'm building this business at the forefront too. That would be the first thing I would say to look at is what is it that right now in your business that you really love? And then you can start to think about, okay, how can I create a package for that? A lot of people start out when they're getting started, they start out charging hourly because they're like, well, I don't know how long this would take me. I don't know what a package price. So really the difference to them, or I'm probably getting ahead of myself too, but the difference between hourly and package pricing is hourly you're charging per hour, how long it takes you to complete a task. It might take you a couple hours. It might take you 10 hours, whatever it is that you're doing. Package is where you're saying, here are the things that I'm delivering to you and it's going to cost you X amount. So it's not based on how long it takes me because where I help a lot of my students shift from is at some point you're doing something. It might take you three hours. You're going to get better at it. You're going to get advanced. You're going to figure out a system or a way to make this the best possible thing for your client but you're still putting in the work. You're still bringing value. So you don't want to get paid less for doing the same amount of work. And that's where you can shift it into that package price where it's based on the deliverables and the value, as opposed to how long it takes you. Like I said, I probably got off on a little bit of a tangent there too, but I hope I answered your question. (laughs) Oh, totally. But I also want to say that the advantage of, let's say a mama who's selling on Etsy right now, she knows how much, how long something will take. So I think she can probably jump into the package Mm -hmm. because I mean, me personally, I'd rather pay for a package than pay for hourly. I don't know. That's just me. I just want to know. That's me too. (laughs) So I love packages. Me too. I'm, I'm that way too, especially when I outsource in my business, it's rare that I do anything hourly because I just want to know that it's, but you know, like thinking about like my podcast, here's how many episodes are being released. This is what you need to do with each episode. Tell me what it's going to cost me for the month. I want to know every single month, what to budget for, what you're going to get paid. I want you to know that too. And I want you to. I know that when you're first bringing someone on, like I, it, I know it will take you a little bit longer to do things, but I don't want you to get better at it and faster at it and more efficient at it and get paid less too. So yes, absolutely. Such a great point too, that you know how long it takes you. So you can probably get right into those packages too. And then starting to do some research too, to see, okay, you know, what are other people in this area charging? Where do I feel like my experience lies. When I was first getting started, I I did start out hourly and I knew that there was like a range of of what you could charge hourly, what that was kind of the going rate. And I started on the lower end, but I also knew that like, okay, with every client, I'm going to gain some more experience, some more confidence, and I can slowly increase my prices with that too. And that's one of the best things about having your own service-based business is, you know, you can increase your prices. Nobody else is telling you, you don't have a boss saying like, okay, you're going to get this percentage increase every year. As you gain experience, as you gain that confidence, as you get more efficient with things, as you're able to grow yourself, you know, maybe by investing in different things, you're able to increase your prices because your work will reflect that too. Yeah. And I think another advantage is that this mama can be so niche I am, for example, like a Pinterest manager for Etsy sellers or I'm a Pinterest manager for Amazon sellers. Like it's so niche and I want to hire somebody who's niche. I don't, there was a point in in my life where I love general VAs, but it wasn't what I was looking for. So now I love personalized VAs. Like this is what you're good at. And that's what I want you to do. And when I hire a VA, I will ask them like, what are the tasks you like? Tell me what you don't like, but I don't want you to do what you don't like because Mm -hmm. you're not going to do a good job at it. I love that. And tell them about what happens when you're super niche, what happens to your income. 
perfect segue because I was literally like sitting here like, I got I can't wait to tell them that. Two things happen. One thing for you as the service provider, whatever service that you're going to offer, if it's Pinterest, if it's podcast management, whatever it is, SEO, you can spend all of your time learning about that one service. And so what happens is you don't have to feel like you're scatterbrained. You don't have to feel like you're all over the place trying to learn a little bit about every little thing. You can actually focus your attention on one thing. It takes a lot of weight off you. It takes a lot of that task switching off of you because you're like, this is what I'm doing. And again, I, we were talking before we pressed record. Don't ever feel like, okay, if I decide I really like Pinterest right now, and I really want to like offer that as a service that a year down the road that you can't pivot, you can't, no, no decision is ever final. So you can't thinking about what is it that I enjoy doing. Good thing for you is that you can be more intentional and more focused with what you are learning about, as opposed to trying to learn a little bit about every little thing. And then on the flip side of that, from the client's perspective, the potential client who could be hiring you, they get to see you as she's an expert in this because this is the only thing that she does. She, this is, she doesn't do website design and podcast management and also email marketing. She only does Pinterest or she only, you know, whatever it is. And so they get to see you as the expert. And then you become that person for them that they automatically think of when someone says they're looking for their Pinterest person. Oh, you got to go talk to Susie. That's what she does. She's helped me so much with my Pinterest. That's what she focuses on. Like you become that known person for that thing. And that's what I teach a lot of my students that come through my community. A lot of them do start out offering a few different services because they're not sure. They're not sure what it is that they enjoy. They've never worked in this type of capacity. So they start out and kind of taste a little bit of the pie and say like, Hey, you know, there's chocolate pie over here, pumpkin pie, and then apple pie, but they taste a little bit to see what it is that they enjoy. And then I help them. Okay. Now that you've figured out what it is that you love, that you enjoy, maybe it's even something that you didn't know existed. I know for me, I started out, I was kind of doing a little bit of everything. And then I slowly started shifting into blog management, I didn't even know that was a thing that people hired other people to write their blogs for them. Then you can find out what you really love. And then you can stop offering all the services. You can stop being on every platform. You can really hone in on what you're good at and you can up-level your skills. And that's where you can charge those premium prices. And that's where you become the expert and the go-to person. So it's a benefit for you. And it's a benefit for the potential clients looking to hire because then you become that automatic referral. My business really grew when I became the person that someone could automatically think of, of this is my go-to person for that because people know people in the online space. And if they find someone that's good, most of the times they don't want to just hoard them to themselves. I mean, that's our, right. We're like, don't ever leave me. But they also are like, you become that automatic person that they think of. And so they're going to tell all their friends. Yeah. Honestly, there's plenty of people there in the world looking to hire your service. So don't have the mentality that you need to hoard people and yeah, it, it comes back <laughs> around. So just let it go surrender and create a network. That's the biggest thing I'll tell you too. Let's say you got really good at writing sales copy for your Etsy listing. Now you can offer that service, which so many people need that service. I know because I'm on the other side <laughs> and you offer that service, but Maybe you know a friend who takes really good pictures. So now you pass on that client to your friend and she can take the product photos and do awesome pictures for your Etsy listings. Network, 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 because that's going to be the the next big step in you creating this business, right? Mm -hmm. That's a huge part is 
belonging to some type of community where you do feel like, oh my gosh, this space might be oversaturated. I don't want people taking clients away from me, but that's where I have, I have a few friends that I've met in the online space and I know what they offer. And so I'm constantly connecting them with the right people. They're connecting me with the right people because there are services that I don't offer too. So definitely, like you said, network, find those people too, that they can push your way. It can be like, you help me, I help you, but don't be afraid to build that network. Even not necessarily like just with potential clients, but also within, you know, other freelancers who are doing this too, because even if someone does offer the same services, you, I I have people in my group coaching who offer similar services. One of them might be completely booked out right now. So she might have clients that come to her and she can't take on any more clients because she's at capacity. She knows another Pinterest person, so she can push them that way and vice versa. Don't even be afraid to connect with people who are offering similar services because you might come to a point where you can't take on any more clients. And how great is it that you get to bless somebody else with the right client who might actually be the perfect fit for that person, you know, depending on what they offer and what their business is too. Yeah, totally. I love that. And I mean, there's so many good Facebook groups that are specific for Amazon or Etsy that you can go into and just start. You don't need to spend all day in these groups, but just adding value and connecting with the group manager, whoever owns the group and connecting with them. And just making those connections. And then you are going to become top of mind for when, you know, so-and-so is looking for a VA for something specific, they'll send them your way. And know your worth too, you know, like understand what you offer, what you're good at, and don't be shy about that. Mm-hmm. Own it because you know this. Get used to like owning what you know, and don't be afraid of that because it's a gift and other people need that gift. Right. I mean, that is something that I say time and time again. And it's something, it it is hard, especially when my business started to grow and I was starting to think about outsourcing. I was thinking, oh my gosh, like I, you know, I've worked so hard to get to where I am today and I'm going to give somebody else a piece of of this pie. But one thing that I always keep front of mind is we're getting back to that topic of like, life is so short. I can always earn more money. There's always something that I can do to earn more money, but I can't ever earn time back. Your time is definitely valuable and you're helping somebody else, like somebody else coming into my business to take something off my plate. Like they're giving me time back that I don't have to spend writing that, that sales page. I don't have to spend uploading this blog post. Like I can spend with my family or I can spend taking care of my, myself and, and working out and things that I enjoy doing too. So blessing somebody to give them time back is such, such an amazing gift. And then I wanted to touch on the Facebook groups too, because that's where a lot of my clients came from. And then a lot of referrals on the back end too. finding those, finding those groups. Obviously you do want to be Some people ask me like, what groups do I need to be in Aubrey? For every person, it's going to be different. It depends on who do you want to work with. If you don't want to work with dentists, don't go into a Facebook group where dentists are, even if they're hiring. Think about who you want to work with, what kind of group would they be in? And then, you know, the other thing that I'll have people say too is, well, I was in a Facebook group for 30 minutes today and nothing happened. And then it's like, okay, but what were you doing for those 30 minutes? Were you just scrolling like looking for job posts? There might be a day when there's no job post, there's nobody hiring. How can you bring value? How can you show up in that community so that people start to know, wow, like she knows what she's talking about. Even if it's silly posts, what's your favorite Thanksgiving recipe? I don't, you know, like something where you're just active in those communities too. And then when you can apply what, what it is that you offer, offer that up too. And I always tell people, even if you're not working with tons of clients, bringing it up that you offer this. When I work with my clients, here's what we, here's the framework that we talked about for listing an an Etsy thing, or here's, you know, what I like to do with my product photos, giving quick tips, little wins. I think sometimes we're so afraid because we offer a service because we charge for this there. It's like, I don't want to give away all my secrets. Like there's no way 
I have a podcast. I've had a podcast for two years. There's no way that I could give everything away for free. Like I'm giving you pieces. And again, it's going to take someone time to go through all that, to sort that through. So if you have a business owner who really wants to get the ground running and take someone to take this off their plate, like they're going to look to you because you've been the one that's been showing up to in those communities. So that's what I wanted to say about Facebook groups too, because they can real there. I mean, I still think Facebook groups are a really great way to find clients. You just have to be strategic about it. You have to be take an active role in that. It can't be a passive role where you're just like scrolling and searching and being like, well, I didn't see anything today. Like you have to actually be strategic about what you're doing so that you can get known in that community and not picking you know, 7,000 communities to be a part of picking some core two to three that you know that you can be intentional in. And then um, you can start to get known in that group. Yeah. And I just want to say one thing. I created a reel for the first time in my life because I was so against them for so long. And I'm like, just going to try it. I haven't posted it, but it's created. So I lived in Italy earlier this year. And I don't know if you've ever been to Europe, but especially Italy, there are no parking spots in Rome specifically, like ever. So like people double park, you know, people like park their car sideways and cars are, are smaller. Everywhere you go, like people get creative with parking. And I'm, the reel was opportunities are like parking spots in Rome. If there isn't one, you create one, just get creative, just get out there. There's so many Etsy and Amazon groups. So that's already going to eliminate so much of the noise because you're going to be where your ideal client hangs out. And it's so easy for you to go in there. Somebody asks a question and then you reply to them and say, by the way, I help with this. And not everybody's going to take you up on it, but somebody will. So it's, it's what my husband says, it's a numbers game. You know, I don't know right back to 10 people, one of them will reach out to you and schedule a call, you know, but it's very easy for you to go this route when you decide it's going to be easy, you know, just make that decision for yourself and take it day by day, you know? And yeah. And honestly, some, again, yeah. First of all, I think you should definitely post that reel. Cause I love that. <laughs> Second of all too, I mean, some of the what you have to remember too about marketing your business is you have to go into it knowing that like this is not going to always be an instant thing that you might be putting in efforts and you might not see the benefits of that for a little bit down the road but i will i will still have people and i'm not i'm not in facebook groups actively looking for freelancing clients i will still have people who will reach out to me because they saw that i commented on a post 2 years ago and they'll reach out to me and they're like are you still doing this putting yourself out there and not having that expectation of this has to lead to a client. If it doesn't lead to a client, then that means I'm a failure because you never know who might see that. That's something that I've definitely found. And a lot of people, like they're afraid to post their own posts about like, Hey, I'm looking because they're worried that they're going to get bombarded with people saying like, Oh, I could do this for you. So they'll go and lurk on other people's posts. They'll go and lurk and see who, who offers this to making sure that like, when you do respond to that, like, something I always tell my students is stand out. Like, even if you are the 20th person, like commenting or reaching out to this person, or you think, oh my gosh, they posted this like five days ago, still put a thoughtful response to them, give them a link or a call to action on what they can do to get in touch with you. And then bless that and release it and say like, if this leads to something great, and it might not lead to something with that particular person who was looking for something, but it could lead to somebody later on down the road. So don't ever feel like you're too late or there's too many, put yourself out there because you never know where that opportunity might come from. Yeah. And I have a hack too. Okay. Ready for my hack? I'm like so <laughs> proud of my hack. I love hacks. I don't know on Android, but on the iPhone, you can create like a message and like save it. So then you can respond to your message, but then your little pitch, something that's going to set you assess set you aside, like set you apart. I mean, you can just put in like, I forget the name, but like it's the do you know what I'm talking about, Aubrey? When you like a shortcut? Yeah, a shortcut. So then you just put it, you paste a shortcut. So you're not creating the whole thing every time. So mm -hmm. obviously make it personal to that specific person. 
but the bulk of the message is copy and paste. And there you go. Right. You know, telling people what you do, that your link, whether that's a link to your website or a link to book a call with you, having that so that you don't have to type that up too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just save time. So you you don't get stuck in the Facebook or Instagram or whatever rabbit hole, like be intentional. Like you're there to find Mm -hmm. clients, just do that and don't get stuck. So Aubrey, let's do a little recap. So let's say this mama, she sells on Amazon or Etsy. She has all the skills that she has accumulated over the years. So step one was to discover what is the thing that she loves to do the most Mm -hmm. and walk us through like the next steps. So after that, I mean, if we're getting really specific too, I mean, you have to make sure that you have your business legally too. So that's, I walk people through that, having your business name. I always encourage people because I know this is something that people get hung up on. And I know this is something that people in my community, at least they, they will agonize for months. They will have like purchased my program. And they're like, I still can't think of a business name. <laughs> I'm like, we got to get you making money, honey. So I always tell people, if you can't think of something, just go with your name. I did that from the beginning. And I'm so glad that I did because my business has evolved so much. Like when I was just starting my business, I was a virtual assistant. And now I'm so complete opposite side of that too. So if I would have picked something that maybe would have felt like I boxed me in, if you're struggling, just go with your name. But from there, like you have your service that you want to offer, thinking about what you want to charge for that. And like I talked about a few of those different options, always start, you can always start hourly if that if that's where you feel comfortable. And again, no decision is permanent. If you decide, okay, I'm going to do hourly for a few months and then I want to shift to package pricing, totally fine. And then thinking about who is it that you want to work with? Who is that person that you would really want to support? And then thinking about how can I start making connections with them? Is that through Facebook groups? Is that through cold pitching? Is that through connecting with them on Instagram? Is that through referrals? I'll give you my little hack that I always tell people post on your personal Facebook page. We have had Facebook for however long, and we've made so many connections post on there, tell people what you're doing, tell people that you're making this, the shift that you love supporting people. You love doing this for your own business and you want to support people. If they know of anybody, send them your way. You can post a link to your portfolio, to your website, whatever it is that you have to market to clients. Um, And then the other thing that I think a lot of people skip that I think is super important. We were just talking about this before we press record is having some really great systems in place that can support you in your business. So what are you going to use to invoice clients, to send a contract to them proposal? How are they going to book a call with you? So what kind of scheduling program do you want to use to have clients book a call? So just thinking of some of those things about the back end of your business that will help your business run a little bit smoother. So yeah, that's kind of like the breakdown of it. And then, you know, getting out there and being active. And I think the biggest thing I can tell you is wake up every single day and say, what can I do today? That's going to put new eyes on what I'm doing. How can I make a new connection with someone? Don't always go into it thinking like I have to gain a client today. Just go at it from marketing is bringing new eyes to what I'm doing. What can I do today that will put new eyes on me? How can I make a new connection with people? How can I make a new network with people again, getting into those communities where it's not just people looking to hire, but also people who are doing the same thing that you're doing so that you can start to build that referral and you can support each other. You can lean on people. So yeah, those are kind of those steps that I would walk people through to really get the business from like idea. I think I want to do this to actually, okay, now I can start getting out there and start finding clients. Yeah. And I just want to say one more thing. Does this mean that let's say you're like, okay, I'm not sure about this, but I want to try. You don't have to quit your Amazon or Etsy shop right now Mm -hmm. and do this. Like you can do both. And I still do. Like I I've shifted into my business is more heavily 
coaching and courses and my podcast, but I still have clients that I work with on a month to month basis because I still love supporting people in that way. So I am able to handle both. Sure. It's not like, I don't have as many clients as I had when my, when I was only doing that, I've had to take a step back from that. And I'm now I'm very particular about who I'm working with and making sure that it's something that I love doing, but you can do both. I love the fact that my business now where it's at, like I have multiple streams of income coming in and it's not just on one thing because you know, I know with Etsy, there's probably going to be some high seasons. I'm sure right now we're coming into like, if you sell seasonal stuff, you're coming in on a super high season, but then after that, there might be a lull so that you can use this other piece of your business that of all the skills that you know how to do to help supplement that where, you know, some months might be slower as far as selling Etsy things. You might be able to pick things up with your service-based business too. So it's great to have those multiple streams of income coming in. So you're not just solely relying on one. And if something happens to that one, that you're totally SOS. SOL. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And also like, let's remember the pandemic, what it feels like 10 years ago that taught us something like, do not rely on one source of income, like have multiple, Mm -hmm. because you just don't know if something is going to happen, you know? So having those multiple streams of income all here for that so much. Right. Oh, and then just one more thing too. I know that we're, (laughs) well, one thing I just thought of that you said that too is you know, that was something that a lot of people had, had a fear of, like, especially offering services to business owners there are so many businesses, especially like in the craft space, people who just had the brick and mortar store, there's a total potential for them to bring their business online and to use Etsy or, you know, whatever it is to, to sell, you know, not only just the people who are coming through their, through their store, but also online. And so that's a really great, like untapped market. Cause there's so many people who have done it for so long, just in their store. And they're so used to that. And they're missing out on the potential of bringing their store online. And you could be that person that could help them too. So just something I thought I would add because yeah, it's, totally. it was a thing that people were worried about with the pandemic. And I'm like, no, I, I was the busiest I had ever been when that happened because so many people needed to make that transition and that shift. And they had no idea how to do it. They had no idea what that looked like to bring their business, not completely online, but online for the first time too. So definitely, you know, that's a really great market too. Yeah, totally. When I was in Italy, actually, we were walking around and found this little shop and the owner was this older guy, typical Roman guy, and he made this handmade cards all by hand. They were beautiful. Like you could tell the love that he poured into these cards. And my husband was like, you need to tell him to get on Etsy or like just help him get online. And I'm like, I don't speak Italian, buddy. Like you're going to have to sit here and translate and like, it's not going to work. But yeah, totally like helping out those people. Because again, You may think that, I don't know if I can do this, but you have so many skills that somebody is dying right now to get help from you. So be Mm -hmm. open to that. And again, I'm going to say for the third time, own what you know, just own it. Step into that and your life will change. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Aubrey, tell us where my people can connect with you if they're interested, like their wheels are turning. They're like, oh my gosh, I love this. How can I learn more? Absolutely. So I think the best place to come learn more about me and just binge what I have is my podcast, which is called Freelancer to CEO. And in addition to that too, I have a Facebook community. We are talking about community and a network. It's a really great place to connect and just, just even there's no strings attached. Like you can just come into this free community and just ask questions. Like if there's something you're wondering, if there's, if your wheels are turning and you're like, Oh, I was thinking about this, come into the group, ask that it's such an amazing supportive community. Everybody's in there helping each other out. And that's at aubreymalik.com slash community. And then if you're kind of 
thinking, okay, like I'm, I might want to do this, but I want to know like a little bit more about how do I figure out those skills that I have to offer? I do have a free training. If you would be okay, if I shared that with yeah, your sure, listeners, of course. Um, it's just at aubreymalek.com slash free training. It's a video training. It's 35 minutes, but it'll answer what I did is I kept getting a lot of those same questions over and over again. And I kept answering a lot of those same questions over and over again. And then I figured, okay, I should probably compile this into something where I can get this out to more people. Cause I'm only one person and I can only answer so, so many questions. So yeah, aubreymalek.com slash free training. And it'll kind of walk you through what that process looks like of getting started. Kind of what we talked about today too, but kind of going into a little bit more depth on that too. So yeah, that's where you can connect with me. Of course I'm online, all the places, just my name, but those are some of the, the key places to learn more. Okay. And just, I just want to say one more thing. You can become a Pinterest manager for e-commerce. You can do social media management. You can write sales copy. You can take the pictures. There's so much you can do. Think about all the things you've done for all this time. Think about what do you love the most again? And what can you do? The possibilities are honestly endless. Mm -hmm. If you have a tug in your heart, here's your sign. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much. Anyway, mama, until next time, remember you're capable, strong, and you can do hard things. And may you be wrapped in peace, love and kindness, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey mama, I really, really hope that this episode has blessed you in some way. And if you did, would you please be so kind as to leave me a review on Apple. Your review is literally the number one way that you can thank me for all the work, for all the love that I put into these episodes. Also, if you loved listening to today's episode, I can guarantee you that you're going to love working with me. So head over to my website, julianabarbati.com to see all the ways that I can help you. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye.